Wow, everybody, we're back. Back, you have found it. It's the Loftus Party. We're going to continue bravely on. We're, we're limping a little bit because our democracy has been attacked. And when, when someone attacks our democracy, it's an attack on all of us. And they did it. They broke in and they got it. Oh, my gosh. Here we go again. Here we go again, Liberty Gimlet. They've attacked. I'm so bored by this. I'm so bored by uh, by the they've attacked our democracy thing. I'm talking about the Rod Rosenstein. Uh, we're we're coming after you, uh, Russians. Here we go. We're issuing indictments. They've attacked our democracy. I'm not losing any sleep over this. And here's the thing that's bugging me. And maybe and you probably know because you're insanely smart. <laughs> What are they saying they did? I still don't know. Here's here's what I know. I'm supposed to be outraged. I'm supposed to be losing it. I'm supposed to they've, they've attacked our democracy. An attack on our democracy is attack on us and our our day. Our elections are sacrosanct. And when they attack our democracy, they attack our democracy. I don't beyond buying the ads on uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I know, and I know, John Podesta got fished. Like now, maybe that was a targeted thing. Maybe there was a bunch of, uh, maybe a bunch of like Russian generals got into a room, like in Doctor Strange Love, and then it's like, here's what we do. Listen, Vladimir Putin wants us to do this. We should send John Podesta an email that says his mail has been compromised. He needs to change password. <laughs> maybe that was a military plan. Maybe that maybe that was like the the highest levels of Russian military decided to 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 fish John Podesta. But beyond that, like in the indictment, which mm-hmm. no Americans, no Americans are in trouble. Uh, no. Whatever. There's they say there's no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. Uh what did these Russian guys, what, what did they do? This 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 quote attack on our democracy. What did what what did they do? What I understood from the statement, because I watched it, because, you know, I'm sitting here on a Friday, and they're like, Rod Rosenstein has a law enforcement announcement at 1145. I'm like, seriously, on a Friday? Oh, my God, now we're going to deal with this all weekend, and nobody's going to be saying anything. Okay, this is great. So I watched the thing. What I heard was we're indicting, what, 15 Russians? I think it is. Yeah, 12. I think it's like 12. It might as well be 90. I think it was the 12th. It might as well be 2,000. 12 the first time, and I think 15 this time, or I could have that flipped. Um, Yeah. That if any Americans were having discussions with them, they were not aware that these were Russian operatives. They thought it was someone else. Um, There was not a single vote altered. So. Part of the indictment says they were trying to hack into election systems and hack um, election officials at the state level, um, but they were never successful. The only people they were successful in hacking is the DNC and John Podesta. So they're all kinds of upset now because they say it was actually the Russians that put out all the WikiLeaks information you know right there before the election um and you know i don't know how we arrive at the conclusion that that's what got hillary in trouble because she's already blamed her loss on like 50 other things yeah so but now i guess we'll go back to this um you know it it, 
it was done with much pomp and circumstance. Like, here's the really big deal, but here's the thing I still don't understand. The FBI was never given the DNC servers. The FBI could not have possibly gotten this information on their own. So are they still listening to these yahoos at CrowdStrike? Okay, here's what, so, so here's what I know. Here's where, here's where my conspiracy theory comes in. Uh, and I find this crazy. So, so we don't know. We don't, I mean, they, they know they, somebody, somebody fished John Podesta. That, that's all they know. And, 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 and you guys, if, listeners, uh, chime in on Facebook. If, if you know exactly what the Russians, uh, are, uh, accused of here's a here's a this is just a funny sidebar like so supposedly this top secret russian military uh hacker uh group is part of something whose initials are gru they worked for the gru that's the uh, new um kgb right mm-hmm. but it's grew that's it's grew from despicable me <laughs> he's having a bad bad day I am Gru. I am Gru. I'm going to hack you, John Podesta. Okay, so here's here's what I know. Uh, WikiLeaks, love them or hate them, they they go they they attack equally. Uh, WikiLeaks has always maintained it was not the Russians. They did not get this uh, from Russian military intelligence. Now, I think it was like six weeks ago, maybe even longer. They uh, denied Julian Assange uh, access to the internet. He that's WikiLeaks has been insanely quiet. For a, for a long time, because old Julian Assange at the Ecuadorian embassy ain't allowed on the internet no more. But he's the one hundred percent accuracy. WikiLeaks one hundred percent accuracy, and I find it odd that they get uh, Julian Assange away from his computer, away from the laptop. And one of the things that uh, WikiLeaks did about oh two three months ago, they came out with a, a, a bunch of leaks called Vault Seven. Did you have, did you look at any of those? No. Vault 7 was interesting because it talks about a a military program uh, that the, the U.S. has where they can go back and put information into emails to make it look like it came from anywhere. So I am super dubious. I am super dubious about this, hey, you know, 12 Russian generals uh, hacked John Podesta uh, from the top secret Gru Foundation. I just think that that's when Julian Assange and WikiLeaks says, no, it wasn't Russia, it wasn't Russia. I'm super, super dubious of that. Uh, and still, this attack, we, we don't know what uh, they did. It's, uh, uh, I'm super, super dubious of all of it. All of it! I can't stand it. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm just supposed to be outraged because they attacked on democracy. You know, I, Obama and, and, interfered in the prime minister elections in Israel just a couple years ago. I mean, used taxpayer dollars to do it. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure the Russians have been trying to influence our elections and our political process since about 1980. Um, this is not new. It's maybe a new way of doing it, but it, it's not new. And we do it. We killed Gaddafi in Libya. We actually said, this man can't be your leader. We're going to plug him. Like, it, it, I don't understand how we're even allowed to get this outraged. And then, and the, the wonderful thing, well, not the wonderful thing, uh, the timing of it seems a, a little bit hinky. Especially after the uh, Peter Strzok uh, testified, mm-hmm. that one 
that one is the big, uh, just boggles my mind. Just, I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I literally could not believe it. It's one of those, I've lost faith in our system. When this dude is texting uh, to anybody, when he's texting to anybody, let alone another FBI agent, hey, don't worry, we got an insurance policy. Yeah, I hate the guy. His followers are horrible. I can't stand him. He'll never be the president. We got a plan. It'll never happen. We'll stop him. We'll, we will stop him. Uh, and, and that dude is in charge of the Hillary Clinton investigation? And then I guess, and this this one, uh, I found this out yesterday. I was driving across country. I wasn't like on top of the news. I, I, I guess he was he was also texting Lisa about uh, you know what I might get on the uh, might jump on the Mueller thing too. I'm gonna try to get a spot on the Mueller investigation. And then Mueller, he's no, I guess he's no idiot. He he saw these texts and he's like, nope, you're not. Gonna. <laughs> but like this, there's there's twelve fictitious uh, shadow. Russian military guys who bought some ads on Facebook and tried to do I don't know what. It's all very mysterious and and we're all supposed to be outraged. But there's a dude sitting in the FBI not applying the law to Hillary Clinton because he likes her and saying that he will prevent Donald Trump from being president and and all the Democrats are like oh, he's the hero. He deserves a purple heart. He's the bravest man. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, I am so... Like I never wanted to be like the outrage machine because that's like just boring and boring. But like that, this is like the highest levels of government that are supposed to be impartial. And this guy's saying, "No, I'll do it." And like maybe I'll jump on the Mueller investigation too. What they they, they could they could use some help over there. That that to me is tampering with the election. Well, I mean, he was leading both investigations. Before Mueller ever came in. So, I mean, no, it it was the little things that got me. It was this stupid procedural crap that the Democrats were pulling at the beginning that wasted like 40 minutes with a voice vote to try to get Steve Bannon re-questioned or whatever. Um, Asking a question about... um, David Korn and whoever the other journalist was, you know, he used their last names. Everybody knows who it is, Peter. Just say it, you know, and and how the dossier that they got from Korn was different than the one they got from John McCain's office, which still just makes me crazy. Um, and, you know, what's the name of that firm? Fusion? Yeah, Fusion yeah, GPS. Yeah. Fusion GPS. Um, you know, why... Did these journalists have a copy of anything? And then we find out the copy from Fusion was given to the FBI by Bruce Orr, whose wife worked for Fusion GPS. Yes. And who mysteriously, who mysteriously, like a day before all this stuff goes down, applied for a ham radio license, which I can, I still can't get over that. I still can't get over that. I don't know. I, I. I just watch this stuff and the people that I feel bad for or who are sitting out there every day working in field offices trying to do the right thing, you know, on on the beat, eh. on the street. And you have these politicized, yeah. you know, players at the very top levels that just make everybody bad. Well, uh, uh, Peter Strzok, he, he, he in no way uh, represents the FBI uh, unless mm-hmm. he was like – it, it remind if like Buffalo Bill or Buffalo Bob, whoever the killer was in Silence of the Lamb, or or Sugar Ray for a person, if that dude, remember when he had he was like half naked and dancing around, yeah, uh, in his basement. Oh, Brian, Brian was so hard. If that dude and Don Knotts 
had a baby and they put it in a suit and they gave it a job at the FBI, that would be Peter Strzok. Oh Just the cre- the dude gives me the creeps. And that little meme of him shaking his head and pursing his lips and his eye. He just looks like a stone. Like, seriously. Like, after he's done with the FBI, he's going to be in a basement somewhere, tucking and dancing, and just... <laughs> I don't know. Wait, and, and if then, it puts on the lotion, it doesn't get any water. And it then puts Lou, on the lotion. Louis Gohmert just hit him over the head with a hammer, and then everybody was mad at Louis. Seriously? Could, that's... Exactly! <laughs> that was... That was... Like, you're a stone Like, how is Louis Gohmert in trouble? How is Louis Gomer in trouble? He's like, yeah, dude, I see you sitting there with a the little smirk on your face, and I have to think that when you look to you in your wife's eyes and you lie to her, like, and, oh, oh, it's just, and, and no one cares, no one cares, no one cares, no one cares. That this dude, I think they've he did done this. something with Lisa Page, because she's no longer with the DOJ, and now she's not showing up, and she makes no statements, just her lawyer does. I think they've put her in a box somewhere. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But I've, uh, who talking about, talk about if if you are seriously worried about an attack on our democracy for real, Mm -hmm. like, and this is, this is what I want to go on. I want to go on all the shows. I want to go on all the shows and like, listen, I will, I will defend our democracy till the cows come home. But like when, when it comes to uh, Russian hackers, uh, let's get some, let's update our software. Let's uh, change our passwords on a regular basis. Yep. Big bang, boom, we're covered. Okay, now let's go through the uh, the FBI and make sure that the, we don't have a bunch of Peter Strucks in there going, don't worry, this guy's not going to be president. That crazy ass. He was talking about answer. impeaching three days into the investigation. Yes. Like, dude, you told us what your end goal was. And <laughs> You know? And for, and for him, like, I, I just love that, like, in a, in a weird way, I respect him because he kind of went on the offense there and like he would read back his texts and uh, just be like, yeah, yeah, I said those things. It was, it was, a, it was a poor choice of words, but uh, it never affected my work. OK, that's like, a lie. The balls on this dude. That's a that's lie. A, that's, like, that's, that's a, a lie. That's, that's a lie. <laughs> how can and, and I just don't I, okay. I just don't know. And people are like, oh, yeah, the Republicans overplayed their hand. The Republicans overplayed. How? How? It's Be- like if, if you publicly go out and, and it's like my my pecan pie uh, tweet the other day. If you're if you're texting your friend, I hate pecan pie. Pecan pie is the worst pie. Don't worry, I'm never gonna let uh, pecan pie uh, get any more power. Pecan pie is the worst. Now I'll be right back. I have to go judge the pie contest. Like how can you possibly imagine that that person is gonna be fair? I have read probably more unconscious and un- unconscious bias than 99.9% of the population because I used to hire people for a living and teach others how to hire effectively. Um, there is no way with that level of conscious bias, it doesn't affect you. That, that, would, that would destroy every psychological study done on the subject. <laughs> Seriously. If you, it just yeah. it doesn't add up. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, somebody, whatever. I hate immigrants. I hate immigrants. Uh, don't worry. I'm not going to let anybody, uh, the immigrants win. The immigrants are the enemy. I'm going to stop the immigrants. I have an insurance policy against the Im- immigrants. All right, here I go. I'm going to go work at the Border Patrol. No, no, you're not. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. So now, so we're supposed to be outraged that uh, 12 members of Despicable Me 
uh, did something. And now, uh, what kills me, uh, it's just h- hilarious. It, these these Democrats are like, uh, uh, Donald Trump shouldn't, uh, shouldn't meet with Vladimir Putin. He shouldn't meet with him. He should, uh, they should have someone in the room. They should have someone in the room. And then the other, the other little catchphrase that they're using on all the Sunday shows this morning. Uh, Trump, Trump needs to be aware of who he's meeting with. He, he needs to know who he's meeting with. Like, what, what are you just talking hit, about? Can we hit the rewind button? Can we hit the rewind button? Do you remember the hot mic? I'll have more flexibility after the election. Do you remember the hokey reset yes. button? Yes. Do you remember the 1980s want their foreign policy back? These people never took Russia seriously. They did nothing when Putin invaded, you know, Crimea. Just da na 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 And now you want to be outraged? Sorry, I don't buy it. See, my memory's too long. Yes, but uh, it's just it's just such a thing of it, it, it's it's oddly beautiful in a way. It's like this whole uh, I care about our democracy. This is a, this is this is bigger than political parties. Uh, uh, party over uh, liberty. country. Party over country. Country over a party. Sorry, I got this. A, this is we got a, this is an attack on our democracy. This is about this is about our our future as a, and then of course John McCain boy that guy just dude uh let the oh, governor appoint your replacement please just do it yeah just we need do your thing spend time with your family court. spend the time with your family and just stop and it's wonderful how this Kavanaugh thing is just kind of m- melted away like I oh, know no, they yeah like they, gone <laughs> you know Did the other thing see- that's gone what the children's separation at the border the inhumanity because oh, yeah. the report came out half of the children under five were with a human trafficker or a criminal <laughs> so let's talk about this again folks the people who were actually parents got their kids back the people who weren't <laughs> are going to jail and now we got to take care of the kids Excuse me, could you get my baby across the border? Uh, sure. Uh, what's your background? Uh, I'm a uh, pedophile. Okay, well, he needs, he likes grape juice. <laughs> I mean, they're being kidnapped. <laughs> Literally, a kid is your get-out-of-jail-free card if we're forced to go back to catch and release. People are actually kidnapping children, nieces, nephews, the kid down the street, and running up to the border. It's disgusting. I, I, I don't know why. <laughs> it is. But they it's, just it's stopped disgusting. Talking. I just think it's hilarious. They just stopped talking about it. I guess like, you have to. When, <laughs> when those are the facts, <laughs> some guy... Some guy just on a street corner in some small town in Mexico. A guy wanted for murder in Guatemala showed up with a two-year-old. Oh, that's hilarious. It's not. It's so dark. It is so dark. It is so dark. It's like, do you remember Chitty Chitty Bang Bang uh, and the guy that would uh, go around with the candy van and he was... Stealing all the children, and then he's probably he probably just wanted to be a citizen, and that's oh and listen, God. this country was built by those people. This country was <laughs> built by those immigrants. Oh, I'm gonna steal a kid so I can get into America. That's hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious. It, it, in theory, it's hilarious. In in real life, it's it's horrible. In, in okay. real life, it's horrible. But I just think because this is what everybody on the on the right, secure the border side, was saying. All you're doing is encouraging human trafficking and just horrific abuse, right? And yes. they were right, and they just shut up. <laughs> oh, it's it's 
It's too funny. Well, and if some, well, here's what we should do. We should put. Uh, we should find out if some of these illegal border crossers, maybe they're members of Gru, and maybe they're here doing some. IT, they want to do some IT work. Maybe they're part of the Russian conspiracy. That's maybe that's what it was. Uh, somebody somebody posted that too. It's like uh, twelve twelve uh, Russian dudes did something, and that's that's the end of our democracy. But like millions of illegal immigrants who could possibly be voting soon. Eh, that's not an attack on our democracy. That, no, that's not at fine. All. Abolish <laughs> ICE. Have... Abolish ICE. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. Oh Every my once God. in a while, Paul Ryan will do something that makes me fall in love with him like oh a schoolgirl. <laughs> I, I love that, that these. Uh, I don't know who they are, but three morons actually put together a bill to to abolish ICE. Uh-huh. And, Paul, and Paul Ryan's like, well, let's put it on the floor. Let's talk about it. <laughs> and, now, and now they're freaking out. That, and none that's of them are going to school. vote for it. Oh, it's going to be great. It's no. going to be beautiful. Their, their official statements are they're going to vote no. They put the bill. Ryan's going to put it to the vote. And the people who sponsored it for all their virtue signaling crap aren't even going to vote yes. <laughs> and it's got, politically delicious. They've got Kristen Gillibrand saying it. They've got Cynthia Nixon saying it. they got the crazy socialist that won in New York saying it. I mean, like, oh my God, it's very entertaining. <laughs> it's extremely entertaining. And you know what else is entertaining? What? Your fantastic interview with Selena Zito. Oh, That's right, America. Crush. She's my girl crush. She seems pretty fantastic. Uh, if you're not familiar with Selena Zito, America, get on board. She uh, is a contributor for CNN. Mm-hmm. She writes for the Washington Examiner. She also is a contributor to the New York Post. She's everywhere. She's got a book out called The Great Revolt. It's about how Donald Trump won this election, and I think how everyone was clueless. <clears throat> it seems like a great book. I want to get a copy. I want to read it. So uh, sit back, everybody. Because a Liberty Gypsy sat down with uh, Selena Zito for this week's interview. And now we'd like to welcome to the show Selena Zito. You'll know Michael is strangely absent from this particular interview, but I'm going to go <laughs> ahead and barrel it over through it myself. Um, You all may know Selena from being a CNN contributor. She also writes for the New York Post and is a staff reporter for the Washington Examiner. Prior to that, you were with the Pittsburgh Tribune. Is that correct? True. True. That's where I first, that's where I first saw you. True story. Huh? True story. True story. And now Selena is on the road talking about her book, The Great Revolt, Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaped shaping American politics. And when I started to, to follow Ms. Zito very closely is when I was never Trump and she was telling me he was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which, which people mistakenly believe because I said he was going to win that I voted for him. I don't vote in elections that I cover, but I couldn't ignore what was happening in my reporting just because I did or did not like him. It was evident to me in July of 2016. In fact, I wrote in July of 2016, um, hey, you guys, it's over. Y'all just don't know it yet. And I said, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) And it made a lot of people not like me because, In this sort of day and age in reporting, people mistakenly believe 
because you report something, you support it. And I have lost oxygen in trying to explain to people I'm just doing my job. (laughs) Well, and if you follow Selena on Twitter, what you find her most common question is, is did you read the article? (laughs) (laughs) I I try to be really nice about that. Yes, you do. You're actually one of the nicest people on Twitter, so... (laughs) You're always oh, very, you. you're very measured and very um, congenial. And even when somebody is just being awful to you, you're like, well, hmm. <laughs> you know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Or that's right. a different take. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, seriously, you were very much out in the forefront of kind of saying, I think you're missing a demographic here in the population. I think you're missing part of this movement. Um, what did you, kind of looking back, not so much during the primary, but what, once Trump won, what were some of Clinton's fatal mistakes in, in the general election? Well, a couple of the obvious ones, she didn't show up, mm-hmm. but she also, like, she, the, the Democratic Party just did not listen to sort of what voters were, were telling them. And and honestly, neither did the Republican Party. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump, to me, and this is really outlined in The Great Revolt, is Donald Trump um, sort of blew up both political parties. Mm-hmm. And, and both parties, I believe, were uh, won't be the same, uh, at least for a while after this, because neither party was sort of paying attention and or listening to what the voters were telling them. You know, rip, you know, in 2006, when Democrats won, I said, this is not because dem- people like Democrats more, right? This mm-hmm. is not, that's not why they threw Republicans out. It's just that um, the Republicans stopped listening. And I said the exact same thing in 2010 um, when Republicans beat the Democrats. I warned, you know, I sort of warned voters, uh, I mean, I sort of warned Democrat, Republicans and said, you guys, they don't like you more. Um, they, they just like Democrats less. And, and there, there's a lesson to be, you know, voters keep sending you a message, but you keep ignoring that message and think because you won, it's because they like you again. They don't. They just like the other party less. And so this coalition has been building. Trump didn't cause this coalition. He just is the result of it. So in in reading your book, one of the things I noted, because after the election, you and your associate Brad Todd, who is from Purple Strategies, did I get that correct? No, no, from On Message. On Message, I'm sorry. Um, That's okay. Yeah, no, you guys did a lot of polling before you actually went out and did the research. Am I getting that right? Yeah, well, no. Okay, so this is how we did it. We decided to take a look at the 10 counties in the five Great Lakes states of Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa mm-hmm. that essentially gave Trump the, the, the flip the country from Obama to Trump. And we went to the 10 counties that voted Obama, Obama, Trump. 
And we, and I interviewed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And then we took those interviews and we broke down the voters into seven different archetypes of voters that people missed during the election. And we, we, we picked three of them out of each uh, of the archetypes and told their stories. And, you know, people really got very personal, you know, and, and told their stories, stories and journey towards Trump. And, um, and, and so after we did all of that, we then went and did a poll to back it up in those same five states to make sure that what we found wasn't anecdotal, right? That it okay. reflected what Trump voters, how Trump voters um, felt and, um, and sort of saw this, um, this election and, and sort of why they voted the way that they did. I mean, this is the all this vote, this book is not about Donald Trump. It's no. about the people that put him into office, and I think it's incredibly important. If you didn't see the Trump coalition coming, this book is for you. Um, Trump and his voters broke both political parties. They broke the national media, and they are going to break more institutions if they don't get the cultural respect they deserve. Well, and that was really evident to me in the profiles I've had the opportunity to read. Red blooded. Blue collared, excuse me, Peroistas. Is that correct? Um, yeah. Rough um, rebounders, we, girl gun yeah. power, and rotary reliables. I mean, I know all these people. <laughs> They're my friends, yeah, my family, right. my community, even sitting here in North Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, this book is like so. Yeah, I'm not saying this because I wrote it. I'm saying this because if we want to understand what's going on in this country, uh, it's really important to understand who these voters are. Right. And this book, this book goes to places that were won by Trump and Obama to find the voters who changed and changed Washington as a result. It only took 77,744 vote margin in three states to flip this election. Right. There were more than enough Obama voters in those states available to Hillary but Trump persuaded them. And this book sort of blows up misconceptions about the Trump voter. They are optimistic about their own financial situation. They are optimistic about their own lives. They're not optimistic about their community. That's why it's localism, not nationalism. Um, Well, the other thing I saw, oh, I'm sorry. The other thing I saw is they don't want to be taken care of. They want to take care of themselves and their families. Absolutely. They are fiercely independent. Mm-hmm. Um, they are fiercely independent. And, and you know, and then there's, like, I always love, you know, the, 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 try, the, shy, the shy Trump voters were very, very interesting to me. Um, and I would see them in 2016. So that was, again, why Brad and I wanted to write this book. To understand that this is was what happened in 2016, a fluke or a new a formation of a new populist coalition. And we've determined that this is a new populist conservative coalition. And, and it is, and if, if the peak of a movement is like Mount Everest, <laughs> we're at base camp. Wow. And, and we're still either making fun of it or ignoring it or mocking it or compartmentalizing it in three sentences that says white, dumb, uneducated, and bigoted. Mm-hmm. And, and that is not what this coalition at all is at all. 
Well, I've already said in 2020, if the left keeps it up, they're going to make me vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've oh, just, they've completely, uh, one thing, I, I think the Republicans are trying to fit back into the into the race, right? They're trying to support what they can support. Look at him and say, did you really tweet that? You know, they're trying to manage him or maybe like sort of, could you maybe move this way over here a little bit? They're trying to work with him, even though he wasn't their guy. I mean, he wasn't Paul Ryan's guy. He wasn't Mitch McConnell's guy. That much was evident. Um, You know, whereas the Democrats are just... Everything he does, people are going to die. I mean, I even saw that with him appointing Kavanaugh, right? Kavanaugh is going to go through the nomination process for Supreme Court Justice. And, you know, Terry McAuliffe is going to tweet, as a result of Kavanaugh being confirmed, millions of people will die. No, they won't. No. (laughs) I mean, this hyperbole is everywhere, though. Everywhere. Well, I mean, that's that's a big problem for the Democrats. Um, I, I believe that 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 sort of type of rhetoric it turns out the very people that you want to win over. Okay, so to win in 2018 in November, Democrats need to win over independent voters mm-hmm. and never Trumpers. Um, you know, like yourself, and that type of rhetoric I believe turns all off suburban never Trump voters, and they will do one of two things. They will eventually just vote for Trump, not because they like, vote for a Republican, not because they like Trump, but because they like some of the results of the things that he has accomplished, but also because they see an over-the-top reaction to everything that turns them off. They, They look around and say, well, well, I don't see my Republican congressman like that, and 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 I I still hold the same values that my m- member of Congress, my Republican member of Congress, or my challenger holds. I I can't vote for the Democratic Party because it's lost its marbles. Well, and not- when you lose your mar- marbles, you know you you lose voters. Well, not only that, I'm reading your book and you've got a lot of small business owners in there, uh, the gun one of the girls in Girl Gun Power and I think Rough Rebounders are both small business owners. Um yep. very interested oh, in the Amy tax cuts, etc. Um Amy and Cindy I love those. I love both of those women. Um, No, they're really great personal stories. And I think, you know, I never had the personal opinion of Trump voters that, you know, certainly was out in the media or, you know, even some high profile never Trumpers had. I mean, you know, there's some people that I really used to like and respect that have not handled this well Um, and not handled Trump voters well or people who support Trump well and they're losing credibility and I think they're probably losing income at this point um so you know I woke up election morning said okay he's the president never Trump is a thing of the past I'm gonna clap when he does good things and I'm gonna say yuck when he does bad things I mean that's the best I can do um but I'm also not gonna vote for Kamala Harris because Trump does dumb tweets I mean that that's crazy I'm not a socialist um but when I look at what Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and people like 
Kristen Jill Brand and um, some others are out in front, you know, certainly Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders are out in front of at this point. They're out in front of this outright socialist that was elected in New York City saying she's the future of the Democratic Party. Um, they've promised to raise taxes. They've promised to basically open the borders. Um, they're doing Medicare for all when Obamacare is failing by bits and pieces. Um, I'm reading, you know, certainly gun control is on their agenda. They're very clear about that. I'm reading your profiles and I can't see any of these Obama, Obama, Trump voters going, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, I'm just, so I'm very cautious about uh, um, a blue wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, historically, the party in power loses seats. Whoever is the, whoever holds the presidency, his their seat. I mean, their their party only loses House and or Senate seats. Right. I think that I think that the um, Republicans end up winning a couple of seats um, in the um, in the midterms in Senate seats. I and I'm not convinced, despite polls telling me otherwise, that the Democrats. Um, take the house doesn't mean they don't i just don't see any evidence of it yet right. uh, i i think that um that i i just got back from bucks county pennsylvania um for the newly redrawn first um uh, uh congressional um house seat there it's held by republican brian fitzpatrick He's um, uh, running a. Um, he's being challenged by Scott Wallace, who hasn't lived in the de- district for decades. He's a Democrat. He's a pretty strident progressive, and I don't know that that quite fits with Bucks County um, Democratic um, uh, voters. Well, this no. is a pretty moderate district. Uh, it's it's a classic swing seat. It's been held by moderate Democrats and moderate Republicans and swing back and forth for, you know, for most of, uh, the, you know, sort of modern um, politics. And uh, I, I'm, you know, people have that as a toss up. And I got back from it uh, today and I'm like, hey, you know, I, I'm not quite convinced. In fact, the two, two of the three women that I interviewed were, all three women were Democrats. Mm-hmm. And two of the three women said, you know, who are what you would consider super Democrats, suburban professional women mm-hmm. who are going to vote for Fitzpatrick because they think he, he fits the district. And well, they're not, they're, you know, so I'm, you know, you know me, I'm like, eh. I'm just I'm not, I'm not a bandwagon person. I'm more like drive out and see what's going on in the county person. Right. And you and I have talked on TL several times about the complete absence of the blue dog candidate and and how the far left is actually pushing the DNC not to nominate those people. Yeah. And see, that's what I think the challenge is. Mm-hmm. You know, they need more of the Connor Lamb in, the, in their um, in their uh, races and less of the Scott Wallace's. We should be, um, you know, ways can can certainly pull the, the most misfitting uh, um, candidates over the over the finish line. Right. I'm just not seeing that yet. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen, but I'm not seeing that evidence of that yet. 
Well, and now you see some interesting phenomena. Um, you've got a movement that's growing daily on Facebook run by a young man named Brandon Straka called Walk Away, former Democrat gay hairdresser who says, nope, I'm done with the Democrats. Um, you've seen another movement for a while now called now, I guess they call it the Intellectual Dark Web. It's it's Dave Rubin and Ben Shapiro, but a lot of people like um, Brett Weinstein and Eric Weinstein, who basically, even, even Clay Tippins, the guy that got in trouble on CNN for saying First Amendment and boobs, um, they're actually moving away. From, some of Tippins was actually a Democrat operative. I mean, he worked Democrat campaigns like Kerry and Gore, um, and he's done at this point. Ruben is done. Um, you're seeing a lot of people who've been pushed out because they've said, guys, you've gone too far. Um, are you seeing an opportunity for, you know, a moderate Republican or someone like Trump through good stewardship and results to even attract people like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, even if you look at the, the people in the good, the Great Revolt, uh, mm-hmm. two-thirds of the people that we interviewed w- voted for Obama twice and, right. went, and became part of this coalition and, and, and will remain in this coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that there's opportunities uh, for moderate Republicans to be able to uh, win and hold seats. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm just, as I said, I'm just, you know, the, the people outlined in the Great Revolt probably fit perfectly in the walk um, walk away sort of uh, movement that you see on, on the Internet, if, mm-hmm. if, you know, if, if they were asked, but because they, they their profiles fit that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm just not convinced yet that, um, that we're seeing enough voices being reflected in the polls uh, that show that that republic that, that Democrats have a problem. Right. I know a lot of people who won't even participate in polls at this point. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> so exactly. Anyway. Anyway, I know you have a hard stop coming up, so I would just like to thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. And again, this is Selena Zito. You can see her on CNN, read her stuff in the New York Post, as well as her articles in the Washington Examiner. But most important, if you want to get a little better understanding (laughs) about what's going on in our political environment, pick up a copy of The Great Revolt. Um, It's by Selena Zito and Brad Todd, and I imagine you have audiobook as well. Oh, yeah. And the audiobook is great. He does this guy from the Midwest, and he does such a great job. I was really, really happy with it. You know, sometimes audiobooks, you know, like live or die by the uh, by the narrator, and, right. and I was really happy with the narrator on, on, on the book. So if you haven't picked up a copy, get on Amazon right now and do it. And thank you so much, Selena. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. You too. I like the Selena Zito. I like it. I like it. I I like her. I didn't like what she was telling me during the primary, but I still listen to her because I think she's one of the honest people in journalism. She goes out, she actually talks to people, and she reports on what she hears. And I think I, this book in particular, because she breaks down the Trump coalition, I yeah. mean, these people are the Trump voters, and everyone knows these people. Like, they're people that are in your neighborhood, that go to your local bar, that, you know, are at the PTA meeting. These people are not scary. 
No, and and here's the thing, and then it, it goes to Trump as well, and it's like everyone tries to make it seem so mysterious, and what's he gonna do, and why would these people vote for him? Like we we tried uh, the George Bush, the Barack Obama, the globalist, the NAFTA. We were getting our 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 asses handed to us mm-hmm. as a nation. So nothing. No, I don't find. I don't find uh, Donald Trump as a president uh, mysterious at all. And the, oh my gosh, trade war! Oh, sorry, he's trying to, to defend some American jobs. It, it's uh, uh, it's great, it's great, it's wonderful, and I love how and, and journalists like like Selena. It's not that hard. S- stop having an agenda and look at the facts. And when you find a f- something that baffles you, honestly, try to figure it out. Some uh, buddy recently said, and I, the 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 greatest thing that reporters have now, the oh my gosh, I'm messing up the quote. They they just want to see these conspiracies. They want to see a negative spin. They think they can sell that story, and unfortunately, they can. If you've got some negative, salacious stuff with about the the president. And and no way to back it up. You're going to get it in the paper, and and because it's it's completely obvious that they have an agenda now, mm-hmm. and it's refreshing and it's nice to see uh, like real journalism. Everybody loves real journalism. Everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. But just be objective for crying out loud. Okay, we are uh, we're, we're now into. Sadly, I have to report this. I didn't want to. Ha- I didn't want to have to say it, but I have to. Okay. I have not seen. I have not seen uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Well, you were I, a little busy. I was uh, driving across, driving across this country, and this is what I did uh, the vlog on this week. Uh, the the video, the clip on YouTube, and I had I, I did it about halfway through. Uh, I, the, I I drove from New York uh, to Los Angeles. Took my time. Did a little bit of the. Uh, Route 66, which holy smoke! Oh my! You know what? You know what movie I want to watch now? I want to watch what? Cars. I want to <laughs> watch Cars. I drove by some of the coolest architecture on the old Route 66. Just a little tiny hunk of it. I, I didn't like do like hundreds and hundreds of miles on it, but it was it was just gorgeous. But here's what really struck me, uh, and and the response I thought was really interesting. Okay, so you start in New York, and and. Uh, Pennsylvania didn't have any. New York has some casinos. You've got Atlantic City, so you've got your casinos there. Pennsylvania didn't have any. Then in Ohio, uh, you start with these little riverboat casinos and the Ohio-Indiana border. You got little riverboat casinos, and then Missouri, you got casinos, uh, and then Oklahoma, you've got Native American casinos. Uh, all across, and it never stops. It never stops. This entire country. I took uh, oh uh, I took seventy from uh, pretty much uh, Pennsylvania across, and then it, the casinos never stop. It's unbelievable, and you go through these towns where, and this is going to sound like a real Donald Trump thing to say, crappy, crappy towns mm-hmm. where it doesn't look like it doesn't look like the residents, at least the ones who live by the freeway. Uh, have a have a lot of extra money, you know. And if mm-hmm. they did, they might want to get their roof fixed. They might want to, you know, repair the the washing machine in the front yard. It, it is just a poor man's tax. It's bad, you guys. We gotta get rid of like the Native Americans. They can do whatever they want. And I tell you, and I tell you what, whoo, driving through uh, uh, 
uh, Navajo country and Ute Indian country. Uh, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like the, uh, the 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 people in the tribes are getting that money. There was some serious poverty out there. But they had the, the casinos were open. The casinos were open, uh, and it really drives me crazy. Now here's the thing that I find interesting in it, and I guess this is like a very libertarian thing to say. Uh, on Facebook, all the comments are like, "Hey, man, if, if you know, if they want to gamble, they can gamble. If they want to do it, they can do it." And that's true. That's true. I guess. Uh, so I guess I'm not saying I want to be the Grand High Emperor of America and crush all these casinos, but I can definitely talk smack about them and definitely try to discourage people from going. And don't get me wrong, I love going to Vegas. I love it. I have but a I mean, great when, time. When we were kids, that's the only place you could go to gamble. Yes, and I mean, I there was no the place video. else to gamble. You you had to you have to come up with a plan. Nobody goes to well, a, a few people do. Nobody just willy nilly goes to Vegas. People go, okay, in a couple of months we're going to go to Vegas. We're going to do it upright. We're going to have this much money for a room. We're going to spend this much money on our plane tickets. I'm going to gamble with this money, and if things go south, you at least have a way to get home. But just exactly. some some poor schmuck, you know, driving home from the dog food factory. Driving down the road going, you know what? I'm feeling lucky tonight. I just got paid. I'm going to turn this $600 paycheck into $1,200. I'm going to hit the blackjack at the bloggedy bloggedy Indian casino. And then bing, bong, boom, it's all gone. Bing, bong, boom, it's all gone. And then he can't buy food for his kids. And then, like, I, I don't want to – I'm not in the business of having the government protect people from themselves. But holy crap, it's a blight, man. These casinos are a blight. They are an absolute train wreck. And I feel bad. I feel bad for any poor schmuck uh, that walks in them. So that was the, the bad side of the trip. The, the great side of the trip was uh, driving across the country. Well, uh, it, it can be very trying. It was awesome. Saw some very cool stuff. Went back and saw the, uh, there's an impact crater in Winslow, Arizona, where this meteor hit. This crater mm -hmm. is a mile, it's the one they used in the movie Starman with Jeff Bridges. Right. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing and it's fun. I saw the Grand Canyon. Yep. And all my gypsying, I've never been there. This is going to sound so hacky because it's what people always, you, you have to go. You, you, you really, I just went to, uh, I think it's the the north entrance. Mm -hmm. You go to like Flagstaff, Arizona, and then you take this little uh, two lane highway up, which is a great ride. So met this met this English dude. Met this English dude. Check this out. This guy's like, um, uh, yes, you know, uh, how's the? He he asks me in Flagstaff, uh, how's how's the weather at the canyon? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been there yet. Uh, but you know, I think I think you'll. I think the weather should be okay. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, my wife and I are motorcycling across the country. I'm like, wow, that's pretty awesome. He, he goes, we we we, uh, we started in Manhattan. Our son got married. And then we thought, well, this sounds seems like fun. So we bought a couple of motorcycles. We started in Manhattan. Uh, we've done 4,000 miles so far. And it's just like, what a great life. What a great life. <laughs> right? I, I, it sounds like they're doing okay. It sounds yeah. like... Their kids in Manhattan gets married in Manhattan, and they're like, you know what? Let's let's buy some motorcycles. So they're going all the way to San Francisco, and it looked like they were having an absolute blast. Are they then going to sell the motorcycles when they get to San Francisco? They'll probably just throw them in the garbage, oh, like a stop. couple of rich British people. I hope so. <laughs> but it was it was a great time. Uh, uh, and I'm not. I found this, and I'm, I'll just say this about I'm not a desert guy. 
I'm not a desert no, dude. I used to travel to Phoenix all the time, and it doesn't matter that it's a dry heat when it's 115. It just doesn't. Drove through four giant uh, thunderstorms in the desert. That was kind of epic. That was kind of fun. But I'm not. A, I'm not a desert guy. I'm an ocean guy, and I'm a forest guy. Give me the forest, the ocean, a river. I'm good to go. But if you want to like lakes. go out into the desert and talk to your spirit animal, you're on your own, dude. Right. I'm not into it. Oh, look, a lizard, tumbleweed. I don't care. I don't care. Okay. So that was the uh, the cross country road trip. There was a lot of. Uh, a lot of good tunes. I had a great time. And I think I'll probably do it again. I think I'll probably do it again. But here's uh, what I missed. So I missed Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'm hopefully, um, I'm horribly behind on that. Uh, the World Cup happened. I guess uh, France won. Good for them. Uh, yay, hooray. But here's the big bummer that comes out of this. Uh, FIFA, uh, F-I-F-A, the big governing body of, of soccer, they've asked all the cameramen that cover soccer in the future, to stop doing the hot chick zoom-in. They just want to kill fun and everything. What? What is... What is I, I, I honestly don't see what the problem is. That's... Listen, if, if there's a, a good-looking uh, girl, if there's a good-looking dude, if there's somebody who can hold a baby and drink a beer and catch a baseball at the same time, I want, I want that. <laughs> I want to see that. I, and I, I love the hot chick zoom in. I'm a big, big fan. And you know who else loves the hot chick zoom in? Who? Kate Upton. Kate Upton, who has a career due to the hot chick zoom in. She was, as legend has it, she was at an uh, L.A. Lakers game a million years ago with a girlfriend dancing, having a great time. They did the hot chick zoom in. And then somebody was like, wow, that girl could be a model. And she goes, actually, I have done a little bit of modeling. And they're like, well, now... Ba-boom, ba-boom, and it gave her a huge career. Now she's like a a big, big model. There'd be a lot of sad men if she'd never hit the mainstream. She's very popular. She's the best. Mm -hmm. She's the best. I mean, she genuinely seems like a cool chick. Like, I love that she does, like, ads for video games. I love that she has, and this is, and I'm not trying to be be politically correct. I I don't like the skinny model i don't like the little wayfish you know that skeleton so i was really happy uh with kate upton she's a curvy girl yeah like like i think her husband got got the better deal between her and giselle with tom brady yeah yeah uh, you know giselle doesn't seem fun there's there's a weird thing like <clears throat> and this is going to be horrible uh a couple years ago uh all these people got hacked uh Hope Solo, the soccer girl, she had some selfies that she took, you know, on her iPhone. Uh, Hermione from Harry Potter, uh, the girl from the Hunger Games, and and Kate Upton. They all were the victims of this hack, and somebody posted all these nude pictures that these girls had taken of themselves. (laughs) It's like Hermione in front of the mirror, looking wayfish, you know, with her boobs out. Yay, hooray, there's Hermione's boobs. And uh, most of them were pretty tame, except for Hope Solo. But, like... Uh, Kate Upton, it's it's her and Justin Verlander, like laughing naked in front of a mirror, getting goofy. Do it. It's like they're having a blast. I'm jealous. I want, I want what they have. Well, you said they're having a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't want one of those. Yeah, yeah I think way I'm, too I'm, old for that crap. I think I'm done with that too. But <laughs> God bless her. For that crap. 
I don't know if it was Tommy Hilfiger or some other big fashion, way bigger. It's actually bigger than Hilfiger. Was like, hey, Kate Upton, while you're pregnant, I'd like you to model for my line. So she's she's got a great gig. I want I want uh, I, I want Kate Upton and Justin Verlander to work out. I will I will happily buy them a toaster. Here's the one that I, <laughs> I think is hilarious. Uh, uh, Justin Bieber got engaged. Really. To, yeah, to uh, one of the Baldwin kids. It's like it's like Stephen Baldwin's daughter. It's gonna be. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to that wedding? We've got Alec Baldwin and, and just the most <laughs> Alec Alec Baldwin side of the family, and then Justin Bieber's. That's gonna be great. How long? What's the over under on the drunken fist fight? <laughs> I think. I think, I think you're you're one hour in. One hour into the reception. One hour in. And That's one of those bet? Baldwins, yeah, Danny Baldwin's going to say something. Some someone is going to, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a believer in that marriage. <laughs> oh dear, is right. Oh my gosh, uh, in my hometown, and I, I, I missed everything, Gimlet. I missed everything before I left Columbus, Ohio. I was spending some time uh, at my mom's place. I, I get the paper on on Sunday. Uh, and they have a big review of uh, of uh, the Taylor Swift concert. Oh yeah, you missed that. Taylor was in town, and I guess it was the biggest show that this arena had ever seen. I guess it was a great show. I was so bummed. I could have pulled some strings. I have friends in radio there. I, I could have. I'm, I'm not kidding. I could have gone to the show. I was so bummed out. Columbus, Ohio is like the epicenter of the entertainment world this week. You know what else happened in Columbus, Ohio? Two big things. There's a great band called Twenty One Pilots. Yeah. And everybody thought they were breaking up. They announced their new album. Uh, they A couple of tracks came out. It sounds great. It sounds awesome. Those are some good Columbus, Ohio boys. And then I missed it again. I should have just stayed in Columbus. I think this is the Lord God telling me to stay in Columbus. Stormy Daniels was in town. Uh, I don't know what club she was at. I used to, I used to know... I used to do stand-up at some of these uh, strip clubs mm-hmm. uh, back when I was starting. But Storm, Stormy Daniels uh, got arrested by an undercover cop. I guess there was like three members of the Columbus Vice Squad who were at this strip club. Uh, Stormy grabs uh, one of the cop's heads, puts it between her giant bosoms, uh, and tries to you know to get the guy to motorboat her. And, and he goes, that's it. You're under arrest. So she got arrested, and uh, two other strippers got arrested for a, a, a forced motorboating. That's literally against the law? Mm-hmm. The judge threw, it, the judge think... threw out the charges right away. It's a ridiculous <laughs> law that was passed in, uh, like, 2007 or something. Yeah. I mean, it, it, in a weird way, you can kind of understand it. I, I know some guy in New York, like, sued a strip club. He says he had his vision uh, affected because his, he was wearing glasses and the uh, the girl grabbed his head and put it between her boobs, and she wackity wackityed with him. And I guess the glasses broke and poked him in the eye or something. So there is like an element of danger. Oh my <laughs> god! But like, uh, yeah. So uh, I guess that, her that lawyer... whole story makes me want to go back to our stupid law of the week segment. That was great. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. We should do need, that again. If you need proof that the government's too big, we have a segment for you. <laughs> yeah, happily I would do that. Yeah, I, I, we, we got to do it. Let's bring back the stupid law of the week. 
Because that is, and, and this is the other thing that really, uh, it struck me a, lo- a long time ago, and, 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 it's, and it strikes me now. It's like, how many more new laws do we need? It's, it seems like we've got uh, everything covered. Oh, I, I mean, agree. I, I know new stuff will, will, will pop up in the future, but like, I really, I really, really, really don't see what the Democrats can run on other than it's not fair. And you need more free stuff, and the government should provide that. It's it's we are going, we are headed so fast into socialism uh, that it's that it's terrifying. And then you you put something on Twitter the other day that that really struck me uh, that it's it's not about and, and I'll mess this up, and so you can you can fix it. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's no, about basically the same, right? But but what is it about? It's about liberty versus authoritarianism. Yes. And I mean, I started saying that during the primaries. Guys, we're having the wrong battles here. Yeah. You know, even if if you were looking within the Republican Party at the time, the, the idea is more freedom, not less, or a lot less freedom because you want the government to take care of you. And, and I think that, and, and I'm hearing, um, you know, the guys on the IDW say it now. I'm seeing this walk away movement and everything else. It's not, it's not about Republican or Democrat. Those are two entrenched institutions that have stopped listening to their constituents. Yeah. It, it's about something different. And I, I think there's actually a libertarian candidate for governor of New York at this point, and, and he's running a campaign. I mean, he's He's an interesting guy. If you get a chance to listen to to him talk, I would do it. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's saying the same thing. Like, you're talking about a businessman who's now running as the libertarian for the, the governor of New York. He wasn't even involved in politics three years ago. Well, I, I, I firmly believe in in the hypothesis that it isn't about left and right. It's about liberty versus authoritarianism. I, I really, uh, and, and a lot of people will, uh, I think we'll come to that conclusion as well, but it's nice. Uh, it, it's weird. Hey, who owns woke? Like, like when you, when you realize that it's not about Republicans or Democrats, but it's about libertary, uh, liberty versus authoritarian is, is, are you now woke or is like woke a left thing? See, I, I don't really know because you see people who claim to have been red pilled, you know, that's the other type yeah. word, now say they're so woke and the left has been saying you're not woke enough for a long time. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it just means you're woke to different things. I don't know. I guess I, I want to figure out who owns woke. Who owns woke? I mean, well, I but, mean, we have all the the woke five year olds, you know, that we make yeah. fun of. My five year old asked me about the banking influence of the Swiss conglomerate. Like, those are always hilarious. But I believe it is correct. I believe it is correct. It is the the left. It is the the party of control. And I know mm-hmm. it's it's wrapped up in a in a pretty pretty package where they're like, "Oh, we're just going to try to protect everyone. We want to protect you from this, we want to protect you from that. So we're going to pass a law to protect you from this and and stop hate speech and we'll decide what hate speech is." And that's not we still have free speech, but no hate all that stuff. That's all the government and authority keeping you down. Uh, Peterson, Jordan Peterson says it in a different way. It's like you're either a, a, a slave or a Oh what! Oh man, it's not slave, but it's it's basically the same thing, right? Uh, 
And it's, you know, and it's... And, well, it's, and, it's, and the thing that's going to destroy the left is the victimhood pyramid. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And I mean, they are useful idiots for so many groups that want to completely upend our system. It's terrifying. It is... Because uh, we want to put people in all of these boxes and because we're going to scale you based on your oppression and then we're going to do this and so let's bring these people in who really don't even like our system or our values. It's going to explode. Yeah. It has it, to. It, it can't continue. Okay. Um, a fantastic show. I can't believe we get so much into one little tiny hour, but it's amazing. And, and before we go... I'm going to let you feel better about your Twitter account. You're going to feel, everyone, you guys, your Twitter account's doing great. Uh, uh, Twitter just got rid of a bunch of uh, fake accounts. A bunch of fake accounts. I'm going to, and the number is mind-boggling. 70 million. Mm -hmm. They got rid of 70 million fake accounts. I lost 250. Um, I lost... No, 150. Trump, the president, lost uh, 300,000. Barack Obama... Did I just say Obama? Um, He lost 2 million. 3 million. 3 million? I saw 2. Yeah, I saw saw 3 today. That is crazy. So, hey, when you're chugging uh, chugging along with a couple hundred or a couple thousand... I'm glad you're there. So mm-hmm. thanks for being on Twitter and being real. Thanks for uh, following us uh, on the, the Facebook and following and liking. Uh, a lot of great stuff. A lot of great stuff. Tracy Skeen, uh, one of our uh, brilliant writers, did a great thing about the stop and the hot chick zoom in. She was way ahead of the curve. You would have known about it if you're going to theloftestparty.com and reading the articles. Right. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel and telling everybody about this wackadoodle little show. And thank you, Selena Zito. You guys have a great week. We'll have more for you next week. Bye.